Hello everyone, this is Jonathan Little, and I'm here today with the 32nd episode of Weekly Poker Hand. Thank you very much for being here. If you are not here, I would probably not be making this podcast. In this episode, we're going to be dealing with a player who is almost the exact opposite of the player from last week's episode. And last week, if you remember, we were playing against a very tight, passive, straightforward player. And in today's episode, we're playing against a guy who I'm going to quantify as a creative lag, loose aggressive player, but at the same time, he may just be a maniac. Um, so in this hand, I get pocket aces on the button, which is a great spot to have pocket aces. I have 100,000 chips at 2,000, 4,000. So 25 big blinds or so. Everyone folds to me and I raise to 8,000. And the creative loose aggressive player in the big blind makes it 19,000. He has me covered. He has a bunch of chips. This is a point where I think a lot of amateur players really mess up by letting the loose aggressive player know that they have a strong hand. I think actually going all in or re-raising small is a fine play against a good player, but against a guy who I think is going to make a lot of errors, I want to do everything in my power to keep him in the pot with his whole range so that he has the opportunity to make errors after the flop. And I actually discussed this a lot in one of my most recent webinars where I discuss how to exploit your opponents. I also mentioned how to exploit the type players like we did last week, but I, I think one of the most important types of players that you need to exploit are the guys who will lose their minds if you give them the opportunity to. And to get access to that webinar, you can go to jonathanlittlepoker.com slash exploiting, E-X-P-L-O-I-T-I-N-G, and you can check that out. So in this hand, he actually checks on a 985 board. And to me, that either means he has a very premium hand, probably not. It's pretty hard to have a very premium hand. And if he does, I'm going broke anyways. Notice the pot's already 45,000 chips before the flop, and I only have 80,000 behind. So I'm not really worried about those. If he has a marginal made hand, can I realistically bet the turn and then shove the river and expect him to call with a lot of you know, hands like ace eight or pocket sevens? And I'm not really sure that's the case. It's probably worth mentioning that I have been somewhat active up until this point, but certainly not crazy by any means. Um, and if he has absolute nothing, like say he's sitting here with king queen or six four for just stone nothing on the nine eight five board, I definitely don't want to let him fold. So I have to ask myself, how do I get value from the marginal made hands and from the total air? And I think the best way to go about that is to check. Against a player like this, who's a very creative, loose, aggressive player, I think betting tiny is actually a very good option as well. Maybe something like 8,000 into the 44,000, 45,000 chip pot. That's going to give my opponent a lot of room to make a raise, and I think some guys will do that. So I think I either need to check or bet very small. And I actually bet 16,000. So... Um, I said eight just a second ago, and I think that actually would have been a better play, but 16,000 is also fairly small uh, compared to the 44,000 chip pot. Um, but yeah, looking back at this hand, I think maybe eight or nine or 12 or something like that would be slightly better because you really want to do everything in your power to let your opponent think that he can outplay you. And if you start betting large, which is what a lot of amateur players do, a lot of amateur players would bet 30,000 into the 45,000 chip pot to, you know, protect their hand in their minds or to get value. But all that really is going to do is allow your opponent to get off the hook. And of course, that's the last thing you want to do whenever you have your opponent drawing dead. So I bet 16,000, my opponent calls. So when he check calls, I'm thinking he has mostly marginal hands. I don't think he has absolute nothing very often. Yeah, it's pretty hard for him to have nothing unless it was something like um, Queen Jack on 9-8-5. That would make sense. Queen Jack or Queen 10 for gut shots plus overcards. Uh, what else could he have that's nothing, effectively? He could have 10-6 if he's really getting after it. 
You could have a straight draw inside to check call for some reason, although I think that's pretty weak. So I'm really having a hard time giving my opponent much of a range unless he has a marginal made hand like ace nine or maybe pocket tens that he thinks he's slow playing or maybe nine seven or something like that. Pretty much any any top pair. So if he has top pair, how do I get him to stack off for sure? So the turn is a five, which is a great card. For, I mean, it's a good enough card for me. It's actually kind of interesting. I'd much rather be a card that does not pair the board because loose aggressive guys can show up with a five pretty easily. Um, so uh, it doesn't really change anything in that I'm not, I'm still trying to get my stack in because the pot is 76,000 and I have 64,000. And I think my opponent has mostly nines and eights and marginal draws. Of course, he could just have something like king five suited and he's going to stack me now, but that's okay. You have to realize that at this point, I am not trying to fold this hand. And even though I could be beat, I am okay with that. I think you have to recognize, even in an event as significant as the World Series of Poker main event, whenever you get in a setup spot against a crazy guy, you are going to go broke. And you have to be okay with that if you're going to be a poker player. So he checks on the turn. Now I have to decide, should I check or should I bet? What's going to make my hand look the weakest? And how am I going to get value out of a nine or an eight? Uh, notice that if he has the draws, like I said, queen jack or something like that, we're giving him a free shot to four outs if I check behind. But I don't really care because I think he may bluff the river with stuff like queen jack, which would be fantastic. And um, so I'm, I'm willing to give a loose aggressive guy a free shot at four outs. So I think checking behind is pretty good because if my opponent has a nine, he's drawing very near dead. He needs exactly a nine. Unless he has nine, seven, he can get a six or something like that to make it straight. And if he has pocket tens, he has two outs. If he has an eight, he has two outs or slightly more. So basically my opponent's either drawing dead or he has me crushed. And I'm not going to say that's a good enough reason to check behind, but I think the main reason to check behind in this spot is purely because I do not want to let my opponent fold. Of course, if he has a nine, he may be prone to call off a turn bet, whereas if the river say a king or something like that, he may check fold with a nine, which would be a disaster. But I think the fact that I... think my opponent could be losing his mind with just random stuff is worth the risk of letting him perhaps get off the hook if he has a nine or an eight so anyways pot 76,000 I have 65,000 and I decide to bet small again I bet 21,000 into 76,000 I think if I'm going to bet again I need to pick a very small size and I'm really doing this hoping my opponent does not fold any sort of marginal made hand or marginal draw uh, again, I think I probably should have bet even slightly smaller on this turn. Because again, if my opponent has the worst hand in mind, he's drawing almost dead. So no matter what pot odds I give him, he's not getting the right price. So I think 16000 into 76000 would be slightly better. But 21000 is fine. I mean, as long as your opponent thinks he has some amount of fold equity or that he can perhaps draw getting some sort of a right price, I'm, I'm perfectly happy betting this size. But I think in general, against a generic loose aggressive guy, I would rather bet smaller. And my opponent check raises to 62,000. So I bet 21, he goes to 62, which is 42,000 more than me. Notice I only have 43,000 chips behind. So at this point, will he put in another 20K? Is that what's happening here? Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, will he, will he put in another 2K? So basically, he put me all in. He put me almost all in. And this is, I'm not going to say it's an easy spot because. My opponent could just have a five, right? I mean, it's not too difficult for him to have a random five or pocket nines or pocket eights or seven, six for just the nuts. But I remember in the sand at the World Series, I was more than happy to call off. I, I put my chips in pretty happily. And that's because I expect this guy to be losing his mind sometimes. And also, I expect him to have random overpairs that are crushed sometimes. 
it, it's sort of interesting in that I th- I, I think if I bet smaller on the turn and on the flop, I would have induced my opponent to make more bluffs. But looking at my sizing now, I really don't think my opponent should be bluffing very often. Just because, am I really going to fold for 40000 more? And, I mean, I guess if I just had nothing, I would. But I'm really not. If I decided to take this line against a creative, loose, aggressive player, I'm probably calling with any nine or better. If he happens to have the overpairs, that's fine. I think this guy is just going to be losing his mind often enough to allow me to get it all in. So my opponent calls 2500 more into the 200000 chip pot. And he shows 10-3 offsuit. <laughs> um, this was definitely more creative than I give almost anyone credit for. I certainly didn't think this guy was going to be losing his mind this hard. I mean, 10-3 offsuit's a really bad hand. Notice that, just replay this hand in your mind, right? He 3 at me preflop, which is crazy to start with. I'm, I think ev- almost everyone just folds this preflop, and I think that is by far the right play, even against someone who's raising the button a lot. 10-3 offsuit is very bad. You definitely don't want to be re-raising with absolute air very often. And he decided to check call a small bet on the flop on 9-8-5. So he clearly did that with looking to make a play on a later street. He's certainly not calling with 10-3 to get a 10. You know, He's not thinking a 10 or a 3 is good very often, I don't think. Actually, this may be one of the worst hands to call with because if I had something like Queen Jack, he actually doesn't want to get a 10. So maybe he his only plan in this hand was to run a, an insane bluff. And that, that must have been his plan because his outs are no, not very good. I mean, I guess the three is an out, but then you have bottom pair. So then on the turn, when he when I checked, when he checked and I bet, I bet 20K into 76K or whatever it was, 75K, that was probably small enough to induce him to lose his mind, which clearly he did. But again, sticking with the read, I, the initial read I had of playing back this hand now a few months later, I think I probably should have bet smaller, really to give him as much rope as possible with this 10-3 offsuit because I, the last thing I want to do is allow him to fold. So if you want more content like this where I discuss how to get really out of line and exploit your opponents, definitely check out the webinar at jonathanlittlepoker.com slash exploiting. Thank you guys very much for watching. If you enjoy this podcast, share it with your friends. I mean, if, if a lot of people start viewing this podcast and they love it, I'm more than happy to keep producing it. Otherwise, I may just pack it up after we get done with the year and be done with it. So um, I I feel like this is a good way for me to review my hands and learn from it. And if I can help you guys at the same time, I'm more than happy to do it. So thank you very much for watching, and I will talk to you next week.